Well, good morning and welcome. I'm Bobby, one of the pastors here at Covenant Methodist, and it is good to be with you here today. Um, first, I wanted to say thank you to Trey, wherever he is, for gracing us with the, or allowing us to sing at the top of our lungs, even if we are part of the sing club, um, because that's me. And I want to apologize to all the people who were singing behind me, because I worship with all that I have and all that I am, and I am a joyful singer, not a beautiful singer. Um, and so thank you, Trey, for that. Um, also, thank you, Trey, for making me feel pretty old, um, because I can think back when part of worship was created. I was a little bit older than what he was, um, but I also loved what was brought forth in me as we got to sing how he loved us. Because that song, it provided my understanding of just how much love God has for us. And it takes me back to um, when we were living in North Carolina and that song came out and there's a different version that was actually created for it. And, um, and they said, ooh, you may need to rein that in. And they changed um, some lyrics to Unforeseen Kiss um, to, to resonate um, a little bit differently. But man, there's just no depth or width to really describe the love that God has for us. And I'm excited that today we continue on into Ephesians um, and that we're going through this practice of looking at the different scriptures, resonating upon them a little bit longer than normal and allowing God to highlight uh, certain words in the midst of it. And today's word is one that I think God continually highlights within my life. And I think he does it because I think he understands how much I I struggle with that word and how I have struggled with it for as long as I can imagine and that I need to continually be opened to who he is and how much he actually loves me. Today, the word that we're walking into is the word loved. And as we do, I wonder if it's you're like me, that you struggle with understanding how much God loves you. And then in turn, taking that, sharing that love with others. Um, so, but before we dive into Ephesians and before we look at Paul's words specifically to us here today, the prayer that he prayed over the Ephesians, what I, I think this prayer is being prayed over us here and now, I want us to spend some time to center ourselves in God's holy word, but also center our time in uh, one-on-one conversation with him. And I want to do it a little differently today is that I want to use his holy scriptures as our prayer, as our recentering. And so I'm going to ask you, just like we do in prayers, that we typically close our eyes um, so that we have no distractions. I want you to close your eyes because I want you to allow these words to go into the depths of your souls. I want you to be able to use this time to break down any barriers that might be um, with you this morning as you enter into this place. Because as Trey said, there's many things going on in our life. There's many things that pull at us. There's moments that we are walking through that have us creating barriers for whatever reason to hearing God's holy word. And so I ask for you to just close your eyes here and now and listen to Paul's words to us. 
For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ himself may dwell within your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, you here and now, you that sits before him, that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, with all the people that God has gathered around you on this specific day so that you can begin to grasp how wide and long and high and even deep is the love of Christ Jesus himself. And then to know this love that surpasses all knowledge so that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Father God, this is our prayer. We place this all before you. Help us to put down roots. Help us to be renewed and strengthened this morning. Help us to allow dwell within us more and more as the tick of the clock goes by this morning. And as we leave this place, that we are more aware of the love that you have extended unto us, the love that has no measurement. We give this all over to you. And God's holy people said, amen. I love you, infinity mostest. I love you, infinity mostus. Now, some of you might be like, that's not a real word or a real phrase, but it is a phrase that has taken root within my household and has taken root within the depths of my soul the past several months. You see, my baby boy, who's not really a baby anymore, for he got to be in double digits this summer, and if you have a baby boy, you know that all things change once they hit 10 years old, and it just became a whole new subject in life. But this 10-year-old, he has created this practice and this rhythm between the two of us of racing to see who could declare, I love you, infinity, Moses, first. So we would get into the rhythm of saying, I love you, and then after that, you had to be the first that says, I love you, infinity, Moses. And if you get to that, then you have won the game, but it is something that we play 10,000 times a day. I love you, infinity, Moses. You see, since the very beginning of his birth, from day one, this little boy has had this understanding of love within him that I didn't even understand myself. 
He had a way of sharing that love with me since the very beginning in a way that I appreciate more each and every day. Now, when he was the first day, and I swear to you, it was the first day of his life here on earth, he created this rhythm of grabbing a hold of my pinky and putting an absolute death grip upon it and could not fall asleep unless his hand was wrapped around that pinky, cutting off all blood flow to it. It was a rhythm that we got into, and it was a rhythm that at some times I absolutely cherished, and I could not wait for that moment during the day or moments during the day. But it was also a time that sometimes I was like, can you just let go of my pinky? I'd like to be able to feel it again. But then as he grew and got a little bit older, the pinky holding turned into grabbing my hands no matter where we were, no matter if we were in the house or outside of the house or crossing the street. He had to have a hold of my entire hand. And then it's graduated to where I was cherished with a kiss on the cheek or the kiss on the lips. And it was the most precious moment in the world. For if you have a baby boy, I have girl and I have a boy and there's just something different between a relationship with a mom and a little boy and I would cherish every single one of those moments of display of affection and love that was built within him and him sharing it with me. Now my 10 year old boy has become a 10 year old boy and what do you think that means? There's no pinky holding. There's no hand holding in public because if I try to hold his hand in public, oh my goodness, the world has shut down. And we go through this whole process, mom, someone might see me. And then I won't even try to ask for a kiss on the cheek if we're in public. Because I tried to do that last Wednesday or this Wednesday. It was dark. No one could see us. The closest person felt like a mile away. And I was like, can I just get a little kiss? Hello? He goes, Mom, there are people in this parking lot. And I said, they can't see you. But Mom, I know. And I was like, okay, fine. I love you, Infinity Moses. I used to wish that I could go back to having my circulation cut off in my pinky. I used to wish that I could go back to being able to grab his hand at any moment in time. I used to wish that I could ask for a kiss, not get a complete meltdown. Until I spent extra time in Paul's words here, and now. Instead of wishing to go back to those moments of his display of affection and understanding of the love that was within him and how he can display it and share it to me and the rest of the world, I now appreciate the evolution of his understanding of that love. I love and appreciate the fact that it went from pinky, pinky holding, a nonverbal expression, to another nonverbal expression, to one that took a conscious effort to now declare words that his little brain somewhat but not really can comprehend. I love you, infinity. Moses, I appreciate it. 
because I see his growth and understanding of the love that is being extended to him and how he can now extend it to others. Paul, his prayer to the Ephesians, it challenges them to see that the more we grow in our relationship with Christ, the more that we walk in the journey that he has placed before us, the more will we become aware to God's love, infinity mostus for us. That we become aware that there is no measurement here on earth that can capture the depth, the length, the width, and the height of the love that he has for you and me. He challenges us to see that there is a love that is being extended here and now, that was extended at the beginning of, the beginning of time and extended into those that had came before us and extended into my baby boy and extended into me and will be extended into his kids and their kids and so on and so forth. I love you to affinity most us. Not infinity and beyond, because that always comes into my brain, and that might be coming into your brain. But I love you, infinity, most. As I resonated on the word loved, as I resonated on Paul's prayer to the Ephesians, as I resonated on my son's display of that love, I began to wonder myself, what measurement am I living out of here today? What understanding of God's love for me do I live out on a daily basis? And as I do, what measurement of love is being reflected through me? Because as I look at my baby boy and I hear those words, I dream and imagine of a love that I can't begin to measure. What measurement of God's love are you currently living out of? And what measurement is being reflected out of you? Now, when I was in one of my family ministry classes, I learned the statistic that it is between the ages of three and five that a human being learns and begins to define what love is and how we are to share that love with others. And it really changed my understanding and perspective of how people show up in the world and how people um, are in relationship with one another and how we all come from these different definitions because, well, when you're three to five years old, you're typically looking to your earthly beings to define a heavenly love that we were created through. And sometimes we're not all raised in the most wonderful environments. And even if we are, there are still things that come around us that seek to change the definition that God has given us. I had the most amazing, wonderful parents you can have growing up, but I had friends who redefined what love is for me. I had moments that I walked through that redefined what love is for me. And I was guilty over and over again to looking at that definition and defining who I am 
and who I am to others, rather than looking to the definition that Paul speaks of here today. Ages three to five. Can you even think back that far? Do you remember any moments that have happened between three and five? Can you look at the environments you were creating? Can you discover the definition that was the beginning formation of what you understood love to be? You know, Paul and John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, they both came to this understanding that the way that we understand God's love is the way that a three to five-year-old defines love for themselves, is that the more you draw closer to someone, the more that you are around someone, the more they're the ones that help you define what love is and how you display it. So the question is, is that who are you drawing closer to to help you figure out the measurements of God's love? Who are you drawing closer to to help you figure out the measurement of God's love for you? Who are you spending the most time with? Are you devoting time to a God that loves us in a measurement of depth, width, length? And I always miss the fourth one, width. There's no earthly measurement for? Are you drawing closer to him in conversations and time together as community and moments of means and grace of coming to the table like we did last week where we know that somehow, some way it's a holy mystery to us, but we are there with him in that space automatically? Or are you? I'll preach to myself. Are you spending more time watching the football game? How much football did I watch yesterday? A whole lot. How will we ever know and become aware of this love that we can't even really truly grasp for it surpasses all knowledge? We have to draw closer to him. We have to grow in him. For the more we grow, the more our minds come alive, the more our bodies and soul come alive to the measurement of love that is being extended to us. I love that I get to see this firsthand in my baby boy. You know, when uh, he's little, his arm width, I can't, I still can't do it. Arm width, length, breadth, what is, spance, is it spance? the arm spance that he has, um, how it's grown over the years. And just this past week, he goes, and I'm going to look ridiculous just, just for you, okay? So this past week, he goes, Mom, look. And he, he does as far and wide as he possibly can. He goes, look how much my arm spance has gotten. He goes, it's all the way to your head. It was to my shoulder. He wants to be a little bit bigger than he is. But mom, he goes, do you remember when I could only go to like to your knee, but now it's all the way up here. And I looked at him, I said, oh, you're growing too fast. Hmm. 
as we grow, our understanding, our knowledge, our stance grows with us. We're not meant to stay in a state of infancy. We're not meant to stay in that death grip, pinky hand-holding to fall asleep stage. We're not meant to stay in that hand-holding no matter where you are stage, although sometimes it would be really nice. We're not meant to be unashamedly uh, kissing our mom goodbye at the school parking lot stage. That will never happen again in my lifetime, I feel like. We are meant to move on to infinity mostest. Dare say, we are meant to move on to infinity and beyond. Can you tell I have three kids? I love you, infinity mostest. Do you know that to be true within the depths of your soul? Do you know that God loves you, infinity mostest? What I also love about John Wesley is that he never lets you get too comfortable where you are. He's always challenging you in the space that you're at, in your relationship with God, and he's always pushing you a little bit forward. And so when you get to this place and beginning to allow God's infinity, mostest love within you and begin to see how much he truly does love you, then John Wesley comes around and he says, oh, by the way, it's not just about you. It's not all about you. God's love was created through you, and now you are to share it with others. The way that I have seen the growth in my son the most is how he shares that love he's experienced with all of those that have come around him that you can't help but be overcome by the love that is created within that tiny little heart that grows too big for all that I can see. He has to get it out. He has to let you know how much you are loved. And that is the way that we are supposed to be too, is that as we grow in this love, this understanding of love, the revealing of the depths of his love, then we are to be urgent and have to share it with the rest of the world. I typically get super nervous before I preach and... um, Public speaking has never been my favorite thing, and it's really kind of something that I was like, God, you don't know who you're calling. I can't stand to stand up in front of people. Why on earth are you telling me to be a pastor? And yet, this message today, I couldn't wait to get up here and to share the experiences of love that I have found within my own life so that maybe maybe you can begin to understand the depth, the deep depth, width, length, height, all the measurements that God has for you. Too many times we look towards the earthly measurements. And when we do, we miss out on who God really is. What measurement of God's love are you living out of? What measurement of God's love are you reflecting within your own life? 
Is it a measurement that as when I was an Algebra 1 teacher, FYI, I was an Algebra 1 teacher, people had lost their minds when they decided that a social science major teach Algebra 1. I don't know what they were thinking. And I spent my first period planning, learning the actual lesson, and then teaching the ninth graders that lesson for the next three periods. Praise God, they the FCAT, the standardized test, we did our thing. Okay, but when we were doing measurements, I looked at earthly things, things they could grasp and measure. And what we did is that I had them lay out on the floor and I grabbed a yardstick. Sometimes it took a yardstick plus a few rulers. Sometimes it took two yardsticks. But no matter what it was, we could somehow grab onto a measurement to define exactly the height that they were. Sometimes they wrote down the wrong height just so that they could feel like they're a little bit taller. Anybody else do that? I guess I'm the only short person. But they had earthly measurements to be able to do that. There's no yardstick, ruler combination that can begin to measure God's love for us. So this morning, as you resonate the rest of the day with the word loved, I want you to begin to understand, begin to define, to grab a hold of the current measurement that you're living out of. Are you still on the pinky holding, grabbing stage? Are you in the hand holding stage? Are you in the random kiss in the parking lot stage? Are you infinity mostest? or infinity and beyond. Let us pray. Hmm. Father God, it's hard to fathom. It's hard to fathom the love that you created us out of. It's hard to fathom the love that you are extending to us here and now. It's hard to fathom the love that creates the ability to share that love with others through us. Yet you are reaching out to us. You are seeking us on a nonstop basis so that we can draw closer to you that our minds can be opened more and more and more to that love so that we can look at your definition and redefine that definition that was created within us so long ago that was not of you. We thank you for doing all this and rooting us in this love so that we may be strengthened and renewed so that we can do this hard work. So we can begin to love and be loved. So that we can love and be loved. Protect us as we journey on in these next steps of our relationship with you. We love you, Lord.